Coffee, Cows, and Crops is produced by the Peace Country Beef and Forage Association and hosted by Extension Coordinator Johanna Murray. On this podcast, we discuss management practices and research results with scientists, ranchers, researchers, and farmers. We strive to share innovative information and farming practices supported by sound science and practical wisdom. So grab a cup of coffee and let's get learning. Hi, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Coffee, Cows, and Crops. Today, I'm chatting with Dr. Melanie Woke from the Alberta Beef Producers, and we are going to be discussing ABP's work in the province and the beef cattle checkoff. But before we get into all the fun stuff, Melanie, would you like to introduce yourself and talk a little bit about how you got started with ABP? Yes, thanks, Joanna. Uh, We ranch about 100 miles east of Edmonton in the county of Two Hills, My children are fifth generation here. Uh, We run a commercial cow-calf herd as well as up to 100 head of horses that we buy and sell. Uh, I ran a cow-calf practice for just about 20 years out of my home here, and I'm now employed in the pharmaceutical industry. I ran for ABP. I retired from veterinary medicine in 2014 and still had a keen interest in the beef industry. So I thought, what the heck, I'll run uh, as a delegate from our zone and and learn some more about the beef industry and and what ABP does. And um, although I did end up getting another job in the veterinary industry, I continued on in ABP and worked my way up the chain. And and here I am as chair. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) So... To start us off, what is Alberta Beef Producers? What what sort of is the organization? Alberta Beef Producers is an organization that's run by producers for producers. It's a commission that collects a $4.50 checkoff fee every time a beef animal is sold in the province. Um, Its purpose is to maintain a sustainable, and by sustainable, people often go to just environmental, but I I also mean in the economic sense um, that we want to maintain a sustainable competitive industry for Alberta beef producers. So um, it's guided by core strategies and these are set by the board uh, following producer input. And I think we go into that a little bit later in our discussion. Um, We currently have five priorities, and these include increasing domestic and international demand for Alberta beef. We want to ensure long-term access to land and water resources in the province. Uh, We influence government policy to increase industry competitiveness. We support research and innovation in the beef industry. And we allow producers to drive policy decisions, which in turn drive the direction that the organization will take. Awesome. On that policy side, it is kind of your your main job to provide kind of a unified voice for the beef industry in the province. So how does that work? How does influencing policy work? It definitely can be a challenge because Um, oftentimes we're seen as two separate industries, the cow-calf industry and the feeding industry. And then on top of that, we have this ginormous province that has different issues in different parts of the province. And so being the, the voice of one can often be difficult, but we really, we influence policy. Our main way is through government lobbying. 
And I really want to make a distinction here that we are not a professional lobbying group, which which sometimes even our um, elected officials make a mistake on that end. So when we are discussing issues with elected government officials, it's elected Alberta beef producer delegates uh, who who are volunteers. They're not paid for, for being here. Uh, those are the ones that attend those meetings and speak to the elected officials. We also have an excellent government relations and policy staff member who works on these issues daily. And he is really our go-to when we're relating to government staff. And that's important because they are often the ears of elected officials and develop policies or help in developing the policies that we bring forth. And, and this really, although Alberta Beef does more than just lobbying, it's truly one of the most important jobs that we have. Um, even though we, and, and, and it's continually said this, that the beef industry is a leading economic driver in this province. It will be, it will lead us through these economic hard times that COVID has, has placed on us. But oftentimes ag is, is in general, it's put on the back burner. And we really have to keep our issues a priority in the eyes of the government of Alberta. Um, as, as we always have issues. Uh, most recently, I'll just give you a quick example is the drought. It's been mm -hmm. the top of the list since last July. And it's, we're continuing to monitor it very closely. It's, it's extremely, extremely dry in the south right now. Um, our success in initiating a per cow payout this past fall is just one of our success stories in bringing producer asks forward. Um, because, it, you know, we often have outside factors like the weather that we can't control and, and sometimes we need some assistance. Um, we've also driven grazing lease improvements, uh, business risk management program improvements, and we've provided a lot of input into the veterinary shortage at various um, committee engagements that we've done. So that's just a few things that we've done for government. And all of these inputs really help drive government policy making decisions in regards to the beef industry. That makes sense. Because I kind of, it feeds into a conversation I had with um, Oscar Grindy from the Alberta Ag Plastics Group. Because uh, how he got involved was bringing a resolution to an ABP meeting. So how, how does that process work? Like how, how does bringing resolutions to, to the ABP work? How does that get evaluated, I guess? So we, um, ABP puts on yearly producer meetings. And so there's one, right now there's one producer meeting held per zone. There's five zones in the province. So you can imagine the zones are extremely large, but as the beef industry has evolved in Alberta, we have bigger and bigger herds, less producers, more spread outs. So we're, we're doing the best we can to try and reach everybody. But we do have these, we've moved them. They used to be in the fall and now they are at the end of January, beginning of February. And this is where producers, they come together and they hear ABP updates. But really more importantly, this is where they put forth resolutions to guide ABP in developing policy and strategic objectives. Uh, and as I said before, super important because of the size of our province. So what somebody's dealing with up in your country in the, in the peace region, you know, doesn't affect somebody in the southeast corner of the province. So it's really important that they come together so that ADP has a good idea of what's going on everywhere. And then from there, these resolutions are brought forward to uh, the, the delegate body. 
So there are seven delegates from each zone and all the zones get together once a year at our annual AGM and that's in March and they vote on these resolutions. So there is time to speak to the resolutions, to debate them and to vote on them. Then what's carried forward is um, brought forth to working groups and the staff at ABP and then those resolutions are then worked on and they're also used to develop our strategic objectives for the year. Cool. So anybody who pays checkoff in the past two years is eligible, is considered an eligible producer and can attend those meetings. That's neat. So on the checkoff side of things, um, you're similar to the Beef Cattle Research Council in that you're, you're funded by the beef checkoff, but there's a difference between the provincial checkoff that funds you and the federal one that funds BCRC, right? Can you talk yeah. about that? Yeah, and if people could see us, I'm, I'm smiling right now, and it's a nervous smile because we have we have really brought this forth to our producers in regards to the issues we're having here. So I'll start with the federal levy, and so that's $2.50 of the uh, $4.50 that's paid per checkoff. So what it funds is Canada Beef, which is our national marketing and funds BCRC, like you, like you mentioned, which is our, our national research group. And then it also funds public and stakeholder engagement. So th that's the group that, I don't wanna say defends our industry, but puts forth the good that our industry is doing. Um, that money cannot be taken back. It's, it's a levy and the producer cannot ask for it back. In 2009, the government of Alberta decided to make checkoff for all agricultural commodities refundable. So that would be us, that would be, you know, grain, that would be everybody. And what ended up happening is out of that $2 that comes to ABP, so ABP is, is considered a commission because we collect the money, 53 cents of that goes to funding the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. And this is where sometimes producers get a little mixed up. They think that the Canadian Cattlemen's Association is funded through the national and it's not, it's funded through the provincial. And the Canadian Cattlemen's Association is really our national lobbying group. So they're the ones that are in Ottawa pushing our, our ideas in Ottawa. Unfortunately, when we refund that $2, we still pay the full 53 cents. So we pay on the gross amount that we collect and not what we keep. So this has resulted in, a, in budgeting issues for ABP. We have several very, very large producers in this province, um, and that is really different from any other province in the country. They don't have such large producers and we have a small group that pulls back a significant amount of money. I mean there's also cow-calf producers out there that pull back but really the bulk of it is from a, a small number of large producers and so while we're still funding the Canadian Cattlemen's Association fully we are pulling you know we are getting that money pulled back. We have been up to about a 48 percent refund uh, which is you know obviously quite high this, though, I, I want to say happily is the first time that that has gone down this past uh, refund period. So whether us being open and honest about what's going on or just people's realization of what's happening with the money, 
I think has, has opened up a conversation. We have had a board uh, motion passed that beginning in July of 2023, which is when our five-year agreement changes with the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. If things don't change with the refundability portion of the checkoff, we will be going to net, um, net amount that we retain. So we won't be paying on the full amount. We will only be paying on the net um, mm -hmm. because we we are given a path by our producers and our board as to as to our strategic objectives, what they want us to get accomplished in this province, and there is a certain amount of money that we need to do that. And so that is where that decision came from. Extremely difficult. Uh, we talked about it at producer meetings. Um, was discussion about it at the AGM, but we are continuing forward on that path. Although we are trying to uh, change the way things are done at ABP, hopefully, um, you know, make the commission, give the commission a bit of a facelift and maybe change things and who knows what will happen. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> It's all—it's always tricky talking money, so I appreciate. And you—you you don't want to put the blame on anybody. You don't want to, you know, call out anybody about it. It, it is a—it's it, not information that's known. Who pulls their money? Um, of course, ABP internally knows because they write the checks. But in no way are we trying to to lay blame on anybody. We just want people to understand where we're sitting and why we're going this way. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. On a different note, <laughs> uh, the checkoff dollars you do receive and retain, uh, what do you use them for? <laughs> we, um, so each year the board sits down and actually we're gonna be doing this at our next board meeting and we determine the budget for the following year. So the board sets the priorities and then the funds are allocated to the different areas. Um, and like I said, because we're refundable, uh, it can sometimes be a moving target, but we, you know, have gotten pretty stable the last couple of years. So, so we pretty much know uh, where we're going with that. Um, I talked about the, you know, the issues with the CCA, as I said, we are going to fully fund them until the end of next, um, their next, uh, our next deal with them, which is July of 2023. Um, you know, the good news is, like I said, is, is we do have, um, it seems like our, our amount that's, that's, that's dropping is doing so. The rest of the money is divvied up. So we have um, um, money that goes into marketing. So that's uh, typically Alberta beef product. We've had really good success there. Co-op stores are only um, selling Alberta beef. There's se several uh, restaurant chains that only sell Alberta beef, a couple of fast food chains. So that's, that's our primary issue in marketing. We also do uh, research. We have uh, funding and research, and that goes to funding for Alberta-based type research projects. Uh, education, uh, educating um, in schools and, and the general public about our, our industry. Also, we just released a new magazine called ABP, and it goes out to every producer in the province. If you are a producer out there that is not getting the magazine, please contact the office, or you can go on our brand new website, which is either you can get on your computer or else you can apply for the app, and that is abpdaily.com. The app is ABP Daily. 
Uh, you can sign up through there. It's a great magazine. It tells you all about what's going on in Alberta beef and, and what we're doing. And um, so we've put up quite a bit into there. We also have a podcast, um, which is called The Bovine. Um, that I think we have uh, shows that come out once every couple months. So that's been on, on uh, the agenda as well. There's been some talk about... Um, you know, are we spending too money, too much money on the magazine? We are telling people that we're short of cash, but really a lot of our money has come from previous uh, ways of trying to communicate with our producers, which we have been told we were failing at miserably. And so we have put that money into the magazine and um, created some revenue there as well to pay for it with advertising. Oh, we also fund groups like Alberta Farm Animal Care, uh, Cows and Fish, um, AgSafe. So those are all groups that actually ABP was uh, important in developing and we fund them yearly. Although because of the issues we have had with funding, we did have to drop some groups that we were funding and cut back as well uh, with some of the groups that we're still maintaining. Tough to do, but like I said, the board sets a budget and uh, we, we've got to try and follow that. That makes sense. So new website, tell, tell me more about that and, and some of the resources and things that are available there. So the new one's super exciting because of the app. So you guys out there that have phones, get the app. You can open up the app every morning and see the cattle markets, which is a favorite for all cattle producers. So that's updated daily through Canfax. Um, so that's an exciting thing. And then, so the rest of it, um, whether you go through the app or if you go on avpdaily.com, is there's all kinds of um, news stories on there, uh, what's happening now. You can... Um, see ABP events, uh, where they're going to be, other important events in the industry. Uh, you can look up who your zone people are. You can contact through there. You can sign up if you're not getting your magazine. So there's just a whole bunch of different content in there. The content is, is um, updated daily. So it's there's something fresh on there every day. And it's just, it's so easy and at your fingertips. And I, I have said before, and people have gotten angry at me for saying this, but if you don't know what's going on in ABP, then you're really trying not to know what's going on because we have tried to reach everybody in every format. And that is the reason why we went to a magazine as well. Uh, our producer population, and I'll say this because I'm in their age group, is getting quite aged. A lot of us still like to hold a magazine in our hands rather than reading it on a computer. So, um, you know, it's something that, if we find in the future it's something that younger producers or producers that are coming up don't really want, it's something that we can just uh, flow into the website. That makes sense. So speaking of cattle markets and everything, I know policy and cattle markets and all of that sort of stuff is kind of closely entwined. So just as a, an overview, can you talk a little bit about some of the different things that affect the cattle market in Alberta, aside from, you know, the general supply yeah so there's probably if there's just consumers out there that are listening there definitely is a huge price discrepancy between what you're seeing at the stores and what we're getting at the farm gate um, box beef prices is it have increased 400 percent since the start of covid not so on our end of things our prices have stayed quite stagnant since 2015 
what affects them? Our, mar our market prices are driven by a North American market. So we are extremely intertwined with our neighbors to the south, especially on the feeder side. There's a lot of feeder cattle that go north and south. Um, our calf prices on, on the fall are obviously uh, greatly influenced by that. Our um, market is also dependent on their dollar, obviously. When, when there's a strong American dollar, it's really helpful because it increases their purchasing power, which can increase feeder um, and cat, you know, cow-calf prices. Uh, a lot of people don't like seeing that American dollar very strong. When you are an exporting country and rely on them, it's nice to see. So that helps as well. We used to have a nice 10-year cycle on the cow on the cattle end of things where calf prices would go up and grain prices would come down and then it would go vice versa. And it was kind of a nice 10-year thing you could count on. All of that's just gone completely out the window. Uh, we have a lot of day traders right now that are influencing the market pricing. We have a very concentrated packer market, which buy uh, the feeder calves or the, the finished cattle. Uh, that also affects our pricing. And so what we've also seen is, is a very volatile market. Uh, we just really don't know what's coming day to day. Uh, part of that supply chain issues. Part of that, it was the issues the Packers were having with, with COVID and, and their employees being sick and, and not being able to run full shifts. Uh, thank goodness the train strike never happened because I mean, that would have just shut us down completely. So I want to shout out to the train engineers out there who want to keep working because thank you for that. Um, but now what we're banking on is the drop in mother cow numbers. We have heard anywhere from 17 to 25% of the mother cow herd in Western Canada went to processing last year because of the drought and the lack of feed. And this should theoretically signal higher calf prices in the fall because of a smaller calf crop. And also there has been an, about a 20% increase in feedlot capacity in the province over the last couple of years. So market analysts are telling us that calf prices should be really good this fall. And, and really, you know, as eternal optimists in this, in this industry, we're, we're really banking on that. Uh, there's a lot of producers right now that were drained of, of their cash last year and our input costs are, are rising. Uh, you know, and again, the carbon tax is, is a biggie for us. It's, it, put us at, it puts us at a real disadvantage with our trade partners who do not have a carbon tax. Um, so we, at the end of the day, I mean, to put it simply, we just, we need more money for our product at the farm gate, uh, both at the cow-calf and the feedlot sectors. Um, how that's going to happen, very difficult. Obviously, the Packers are making a very good profit right now, and it's not trickling down. How are we going to make that happen? Government of Alberta is doing a beef competitiveness study right now, which is trying to address that problem. But at the end of the day, we're in a free market, and our producers tell us they want us in a free market, no government intervention. So We'll have to wait and see what happens there. But I want to let producers know that obviously we do have our eye on that problem and, and we are trying to, to somehow make a change. All right. Oh, right at the beginning, you mentioned one of your objectives was ensuring access to, to land and water resources. Uh, do you want to talk about that a little bit, that side of things? I hate talking about water right now because I feel like I am jinxing people. Um, 
I mean, the South looks awfully scary right now. Um, not only are their dugouts dry, a lot of their winter watering uh, springs were dry this year, their pastures, I don't know. So what we, I have asked uh, our board and our executive to do is, is we're making water our number one priority right now. We have to figure out a way for more, um, more permanent type of water resources for producers, whether that means drilling more wells, whether it means putting in water pipelines, we're really trying to explore that right now with the government um, because we it's it's the middle of April. I mean, it's gonna get hot. It, this wind is not helping anything and I think it's been windy everywhere. Mm -hmm. So that is our number one priority right now. Um, the, the issue is, is, you know, where are we gonna get these people? You you can't find drillers right now. It's it's It seems like, like every day I ask myself, where did everybody go that used to work? <laughs> because you can't you can't find anybody anymore and and so we're trying to discuss that i mean even if we get grants uh and things like that from the federal and provincial governments are we going to be able to secure you know secure it for people who need it so that is number one on our our priority list right now as far as land goes um you know i hear from a lot of young producers that land is is the is the resource that is often holding them back right now it's because we're competing with grain whose commodity prices are exceptionally good and they are able to pay for land um, even land that we once considered marginal is, is now being used as cropland we are really trying to push the government you know in the realization that these grasslands are important a lot of them will not work as cropland Cattle are a great carbon sequester. They um, maintain, you know, these grasslands maintain a large portion of our wildlife species in this province. And, you know, to rip them up completely would just be something that we'd never be able to replace. Not only the, you know, the carbon in the soil, but, but just the grasslands in general. The other thing is, is the crown grazing leases. We have had a lot of meetings and I, I hope a lot of influence with that department in regards to, um, you know, changing the grazing lease um, contracts. Uh, those really got cleaned up. There was a big backlog and transfer of those leases and that department, which is Environment of Parks, has done a fantastic job in helping us move those along. We have come up with new new rates because the rates were, were really quite old and we felt that uh, you know different parts of the province the rates were different and also public access onto these crown lands there is a real I want to say misunderstanding between the public and those of us that use those grazing leases the public I think often demands that those be public land uses but there has to be an understanding that there is livestock on those lands and that they have to be respected in that way um, 
there's been issues with road allowances across the province and how they're used because it is completely separate from county to county, municipality to municipality. The rules are different. So people get confused, you know, when they're going to a different part of the province, the rules might not apply. And so we've really been working on trying to get a whole one province ruling on how those are to be used. Um, and to the other thing we worked on this year because of the drought was changes in the forestry reserves to allow grazing there. Also, um, when we get grazing species in those areas, we reduce fire hazards. They're finding that in California now, they're putting out grazing species to, to eat up some of those dry grasses. Uh, wildlife don't eat like eating that stuff. They like to go where cattle are. So cattle are a great uh, opportunity for that. So. That's the other thing we've been doing, as well as we asked uh, that ministry to open up grazing leases that hadn't been used for a while and to allow us to run lease cattle on those grazing leases, which wasn't allowed before, to, to try and help guys with the drought. Again, they responded very quickly, and I'd like to thank Minister Nixon for that, because when we had this issue with drought, the premier came out as well as, you know, three or four MLAs to, to exactly see what our situation was and they moved very, very quickly. I know a lot of people say they didn't move quickly enough. Government in itself, I thought moved very quickly for what we asked for this year. And hopefully, you know, we learned some things from this. People always say it's always good to learn from a good disaster. And that's why we're setting ourselves up this year to try and be ahead of the game. That makes sense. Yeah. The, sometimes just the fact that you can get a response from the government is a fast response. So. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Like, I feel that we have a really good relationship with them and they do, they are listening to us. Um, our new minister, Minister Horner, is a cow-calf guy himself. He was raised on a ranch. He still owns cattle and it sure is helpful when you've got a guy like that um, helping, you know, listening to you. And mm -hmm. but we also feel a lot of the other ministries are as well. Like I said, environment and parks has been super helpful. Uh, transport, red tape, all those kinds, you know, they've been kind enough to open their doors and, and listen to us. And we really, really appreciate that. Awesome. Uh, if people are interested in getting more involved with ABP, um, we've got the website, we've got the app. <laughs> Where else can they go? <laughs> Who do they call? They can go on the website. They can, uh, there's phone numbers there. There's a phone number for who's in their zone. There's a phone number for myself or an email, as well as the office, people to reach at the office. Um, we are always, always looking for good people at ABP. Uh, we have had some issues, especially up in you guys' zone, which would be the Northwest zone, um, mm -hmm. in trying to fill some positions. Uh, I don't know if that's because people aren't interested or because they don't like what we're doing or just because it's sometimes it's just a, a travel, you know, like to sit on the board and be living in, I don't know, Fort Vermilion is it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's two days away from your operations. So, yeah, but I mean, we're willing to work around that. We've got Zoom now. We can, you know, bring you in that way. We just really want to hear from all of the zones. So yeah, get on ABP Daily, phone the office, Google it. So you can get the phone number off of there and you can find out how you can um, apply to be a delegate. 
typically around delegate nomination time, which is like August, September, uh, the office will put up a notice as to the delegate form you fill out. Um, so like I said, you have to have paid check off in the last two years. It doesn't matter if you pulled your check off, uh, you, you can, you know, you can still run uh, and that's good because then you can tell us why you're not happy or you can make some changes in there. And um, you fill those out, you need to have another producer sign your form, you need to get it in, I think it's by the end of September. And then if there are more people running for the number of positions that are available, there will be a, um, an election at your zone meetings. And then um, once that happens, if you are elected, then you become uh, an elected delegate at the March annual general meeting. Cool. And, you know, it's, it's a great way to know what's going on in the industry. Like, you know, you can teach an old dog new tricks because I sure have learned a lot. Um, it's, it's sometimes very difficult because you, you feel like you're speaking for everybody. And especially after this drought this past year, it was, it was tough on everybody. And um, we are really, really trying to push ahead and get as much done for this industry as we can. I have two adult children that are involved and a daughter-in-law and that is why I joined. I really, really want to see the youth of this industry be able to make a living at this. Awesome. All right. Well, I will put the links to all of those down in the description of the podcast. Uh, put all that information down there and uh, thank you so much for uh, doing this, Melanie. I appreciate your time. No problem. I really appreciate you having me and and I lo obviously love to talk about AVP and, <laughs> and all the good things we're trying to get done. I just really hope producers feel that genuinely for me because this is an extremely important industry for myself, my family and, and I think for this province. Peace Country Beef and Forage Association is a research and extension group based out of Fairview, Alberta. Our mission is to help producers thrive in an agricultural system that is profitable, regenerative, and attractive to future generations. To learn more about what we do and see the results of our research trials or our archive of newsletters and fact sheets, check out our website at peacecountrybeef.ca. Want to get in touch? Have a burning question or a topic suggestion? Send us a message on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Thanks for listening. Thank you.